Thanks for listening to Victory's podcast today. Connecting people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus is what we're all about. For more resources or to reach out to us, go to victorychristian.church. Enjoy today's message. Hey, everybody. Are you ready for the Bible today? Acts 2, 17 through 18 says this. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, God, for this day. And we thank you for the opportunity to hear what you would say to us. So, Lord, as we listen for your voice in our lives, Lord, just Lead us and direct us. We thank you for the authority that there is in your word. Lord, I pray for the empowerment of your spirit. God, to share what's in your heart today. We love you. We honor you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We're in this new series called Moving Forward. And in recent weeks, we've been laying down this foundation that it's time to live right now, to be fruitful right now. Last week, we talked about the importance of others hearing God's truth and that we hear God's truth. That whenever God's truth is put out there, people have an opportunity to grab a hold of it and have faith. Whether it's faith to believe and follow Christ or whether it's faith for us as believers to grow in our relationship with Christ. And hearing those truths gives us the opportunity to grow. Today, as we continue in this theme of moving forward, I want to show you a principle in Scripture that's really powerful. And that principle is that the best is yet to come. And the fact that the best is yet to come really informs the way that we live our lives. So we're going to start with John chapter 2, verse 1, and read through verse 11. This is actually Jesus' first miracle that we're going to read about. It says, again, in John 2, 1, On the third day of a wedding that took place in Cana in Galilee, Jesus' mother was there. And Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, They have no more wine. Woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied, My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you to. Nearby stood six stone water jars the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding about 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to his disciples, fill the jars with water, so they filled them to the brim. He told them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so, and the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from, though the servants had drawn the water new. They called the bridegroom aside, and he said, Everyone brings out the choice wine first, and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. But you have saved the best till now. What Jesus did there in Canaan of Galilee was the first of his signs through which he revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. I love this story 
part of it is just the beginning of it. The tension between Jesus and his mom to me is so interesting. You can feel her like kind of pushing him out there. And, you know, moms can be like that, right? Moms see the potential in it in their child and begin to push them maybe before they really want to get out there. It reminds me of many years ago when uh, Brenda Craig was, uh, she noticed a gift in her son, Matt, and was kind of pushing him. He was in his, in his bedroom playing his guitar, and she was coaxing him out of the bedroom to play in front of other people, and that ended up working out pretty well. Here's Jesus' mom pushing Jesus out there and uh, for his very first miracle. And Jesus is kind of like, I'm not ready. This isn't quite the time. But she's just like, just do what he tells you to do. And, of course, it really worked out for the wedding. The timing of Jesus' first miracle and everything around it is very interesting. Because in history, it had been hundreds of years since a book of the Bible had been inspired by the Spirit to be written down. And by most accounts, it had been 400 years um, of a really dry period in history uh, in, the, in the Christian faith. This is Jesus' first miracle. And it had been a long time since a miracle had been written down in Scripture. So this miracle speaks really loudly. I find two things really interesting about the miracle itself. First of all, the quantity. And second of all, the quality. Now, the quantity. You've got six stone jars there, each holding 20 to 30 gallons each. And Jesus just says, go fill the jars. He doesn't say exactly how many, but we know it was more than one. And so if they filled them all, all six of them, that would have been 120 to 130 gallons of wine that was made in that moment. I'm thinking, how much wine do they need at the end of this wedding, right? Also, the quantity, it says that they filled them to the brim. So as much as they can hold. And this is really a picture for us, right? The second thing about this miracle was the quality. It says in verse 10 again, that everyone brings out the choice wine first and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. But you have saved the best till now. So, again, here's Jesus' first miracle. God saves the best till now. The quality of what he is bringing is unmatched. The quantity is to the fullest extent, as much as it could hold. Let me first say, before I move on, that Jesus is the gift that came to us, right? And he is the very best. And God saved his one and only son for us, right? The best was saved for last. And Jesus is the one who came without measure. But this principle that saving the best till now or saving the best till last is seen throughout Scripture, right? Because in the Old Testament, there were covenants. God covenanted with Adam and God covenanted with Noah, which means he made agreements with him. God made a covenant of the law that he made with Moses. And now there's what's called a better covenant, the new covenant through Jesus Christ. This, this principle of the best is yet to come is also seen in the promise that we have as believers, our ultimate promise being heaven. That Jesus has gone before us and prepared a place for us in heaven. I can't think of a better place for us, right? The reality is the best is yet to come. Now, why am I sharing this with you today? Because your view of the future totally influences how you live in the present. Let me say that to you again. Your view of the future 
totally influences how you live in the present. Now, I don't hold to the view of God's kingdom that says, you know, for his church, that we're just trying to hold on to the ship as it's going down, but God is going to suck us out at the very end, at the very last moment, that we're just trying to get through this time. No, What's, what I see in Scripture is that Jesus is building his church, and he says that the gates of hell will not prevail against that church. And I believe that there's an end-time harvest that God has of people who are going to come to a decision to follow Jesus in the last day. The reality is the best is yet to come. God is working towards something, and it's getting better and better. And what he has in store for us ultimately, ultimately is really good. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't have my head in the clouds, and I don't believe that, there, that we don't face trials and that we don't face tribu- tribulations. As a matter of fact, I have probably seen a lot more hardship than I certainly anticipated that I would when I was a younger man. But you know what? Through all of those hardships and through those difficulties, through those trials, through those tribulations, I have really honestly learned the faithfulness and the goodness of God. And my personal anthem, even having gone through those things, is Psalm 105. For the Lord is good, and his love endures forever, and his faithfulness continues through all generations. I just believe that God is good, and I believe that he is faithful, and I believe that he's going to be faithful to me and the generations after me. This principle that the best is yet to come is really about your perspective of the future and how it impacts the way that you live today. And so when you read a John 10.10 where it says, or where Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I want to ask you today, do you believe Jesus' words? Do you believe that Jesus came to bring you life And to bring you life to the full. Because see, if you believe that, it's going to influence your faith and trust in how you approach the future. Do you believe that God would have your health to prosper? Do you believe that God would have your soul to prosper? You know, it says in 3 John 2, it says, Beloved, I pray in all respects that you may prosper and be in good health just as your soul prosper. That's the New American Standard version of that verse. I love that, that your health would be good and that your soul would prosper. I read those words and I believe that to be the heart of God. Yep, I see in other places where it talks about trials and it talks about things that we face. But I believe in the long game, the end game, what we're moving towards, he does have good things for us here on earth and in heaven. I also believe that God wants our spirit to prosper. Because one of the greatest gifts that the Lord has given us in this season of his history, and I'm talking about like in world history, is his Holy Spirit. There has been this outpouring of the Holy Spirit that is available to all who believe in Jesus Christ. To live in these times, I'm just so thankful that I live in a time where God is so generously pouring out his Holy Spirit. We're living in what the Bible calls the last days, right? He, he said in scripture in Acts chapter 2, in the last days. And I want to read that to you again. This is Acts two, seventeen and 18. It says, in the last days, that's us. God says, I will pour out my spirit 
on all people. I love that. All people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. The reality is God has saved the best for last. He is pouring out his spirit generously on all flesh, men and women and children and young and old. All that would call upon him, all that would receive receive him. I love that picture of him pouring out his spirit. When you look in the book of Acts, the Holy Spirit is poured out again and again and again and again. It's not just a one-time thing. And God is still pouring out his spirit. I, I like to describe it this way. The reason God keeps pouring out his spirit is because we leak, right? John 3.34, there's a scripture that's talking about Jesus. And it's talking about how he was given the spirit without limit. And when you dig into that verse, you get the impression from that verse and from studying it that God was giving the Holy Spirit to Jesus without limit and that he gives it to us without limit. I love that concept that he's just continually and willingly wanting to pour out his spirit upon our lives. I'm so thankful because the The Holy Spirit is such a valuable part of our lives. And I'm here to tell you today that our best days in God are still ahead of us. Because he has poured out his spirit upon believers. And he will continue to pour out his spirit on believers. You know, to be present with you for what is ahead of you. That's why the Holy Spirit is with you. He wants to be there now for what is ahead of you. He's there, the Holy Spirit, in your life to strengthen you for what is ahead of you. The Holy Spirit is there to empower you with gifting for what is ahead of you. And I love that because we don't have to walk alone and we don't have to walk without his empowerment or walk without his strength. But we can seek the Lord, let him pour out his spirit of encouragement, his Holy Spirit who instructs us and gives us wisdom. We aren't walking out alone and those best days are about to come. And what I want to do today when we close the message is I want to pray for you. I want to pray for an outpouring of his spirit and his holy, his encouragement into your life, a fortifying and a strengthening. But before that, I I want to say today, maybe you're listening and you've never made the decision to follow Jesus and things in your life just aren't working. If if you are there, I, I want to say There isn't shame upon your life. I think all of us have had that experience in in our lives. I know I have. Maybe you've come to this place where you might even feel like you're at the end of your rope. Or maybe you feel like you're just banging your head against the wall in life. I just want you to know that Jesus came that you may have life and have it to the full. And the way that you can turn your life over to Jesus is right here. It's in your heart. You just cry out to God. And you just say, God, I'm, try- I'm tired of trying to live my own life. I'm try- tired of, of being the leader of my own life. And I want to turn the reins of my life over to you. The way you do that is you just simply pray that prayer and say, Jesus, 
Would you forgive me of my sin? Because, you know, he went to a cross to pay for all the sin, all the shame, everything that we've done wrong. He took it upon himself because he wanted to pay our debt for us. How generous. And the reason he's so generous is because he wants a relationship with us. If you're in that place today and you're ready for a relationship with God, you're ready to follow after him and you're ready to, to, to lay the rights of your life aside and just say, God, I want to follow after you. I encourage you, pray that prayer, cry out to God, turn your life over to him. If you're making that decision today, would you go to victorychristian.church and click on next steps? Because we want to rejoice with you. We want to connect with you. And we want to walk with you because it is the greatest decision and it should be celebrated. And uh, we want to be there for all the next steps for you. Now, let me take a moment and I want to pray for you. And as I pray for you, I just I want to ask God that he would unlock something in your own heart and mind, a perspective. Dare I say an optimism that is grounded in Scripture and says, you know what? The best days are yet to come. And the way that I'm going to live my life is expecting that God has come that I might have life and have it to the full. That God has poured out his spirit, not just so that I can endure, but so that I can overcome and be empowered and strengthened and encouraged for this life here on earth and ultimately when we get to heaven. Let me pray with you today. Father, I thank you so much. God, for those who are listening to your words and to listening for your voice in their own lives today, Lord God. And I pray, Lord, for a perspective to come on our hearts and minds that is grounded in Scripture that says, yes, he saved the best till now. Jesus, you are the best. Lord, you've poured out your Holy Spirit. It is the best. God, you have plans for us to have a life. God, you have life abundantly for us, Lord. And we say, yes, we agree with you and we agree with your word. Now, Father, I pray, would you generously pour out your spirit and pour out your spirit and pour out your spirit upon the lives of the families around us, God, to those who are listening today. God, I thank you, God, for the generosity with which you pour out your spirit to empower us, to encourage us, to strengthen us, Lord God. Lord, you give us gifts that we can serve others. Lord, you comfort us. Lord, thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the closeness and the infilling of your Holy Spirit in our lives. And God, I just pray, would you teach us, Lord, how to draw upon the strength that you have to draw upon you and to be filled and strengthened and encouraged by your Holy Spirit each day. God, we thank you that the best is yet to come. And we recognize that that best is found in walking with you side by side. Lord, following after you and knowing you. God, we thank you. We honor you. And we receive the good you have for us. Now, Lord, may we walk forward knowing that, Lord, the best is yet to come. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to connect with us, just go to victorychristian.church. Have a great day.